Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblio Escapes in Discussion. It's a great pleasure to welcome back guests from the past, um, and myself and Paul Wakefield last spoke in March 2021 when we were discussing his book, The Landscape. It's wonderful to have him back on the podcast to discuss his latest book, Indian Rights, Signs of Devotion. But before we get to talking about that, Paul, it would be great if you could maybe just give everyone a brief introduction to your photographic journey, which I know has been extensive. Um, well, I started working as a photographer while I was still at college, which was in the early 1970s. I know that might seem a long time ago to some people. Uh, <laughs> but, and then um, I started doing work for book publishers on their covers and record covers, LP covers, um, into about, and, and design groups also, into about the early 80s. And then I transitioned into uh, working for advertising agencies cool. and started also all the way through that period. I was making my own photographs of landscapes mostly. And that culminated in four books um, with Oran Press and Jan Morris on landscape. One, um, one on Wales. The first one was on Wales. And then one was on Britain, which wasn't my choice. And then the other two, Scotland and Ireland. And um, and then I got very busy with advertising, um, but continued working um, for myself, you know, on my own projects. Yeah. And finally, ultimately did another book um, on landscape called, called The Landscape in 2014. Yeah. And um, all, also during the uh, late 80s and early 90s up to about 2001, I was going to India as well at the same time. Yeah. And that's what um, has finally come into this book that I've just published. Yeah, so it's, yeah it's, a, it's a wonderful book. For those of you who don't have it, please do, do go and take a look at Paul's website, uh, Signs of Devotion. I know when we last spoke over 18 months ago, you had mentioned it then that you were working on it. So it is really wonderful to see it come to fruition. Um, and as you say, you mentioned that you first visited India many, many years ago, which is which is when a lot of the photographs date from. So it's obviously taken a few years to get it into print, but uh, you must be delighted. And to be honest, I'm delighted to be able to, to have a look through the work as well. Yeah, I think it's, I think it has turned out <clears throat> really well. Um, I mean, I, I the first time I went to India was in 1982. And in fact, I'm, I've made a mistake in the book because two of the photographs I've dated as 1984, and I realised, in fact, they were 1982. And I didn't go back until 1987. And then I went back again in the in the late 80s and a lot in the early 90s, up to 2001. Um, I only I only realised that when I looked back through my diaries. But, that, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a minor thing. And um, I tried to publish it in about, in the, about 93. Right. Um, and I put it in for... Um, with into Dowie Lewis, yes, um, book. Uh, he has um, a sort of not exactly a composition, a competition, but <clears throat> various photographers put in their work, um, and it gets judged by about six European pub publishers, and they choose a winner, and then they all publish it together. Right. And he's, he, I met, I met him in London. And he said, "Why don't you put it in for this? It's got a good chance of, of being chosen." Well, it wasn't. It it wasn't chosen. I I think it was. I think I got picked by a book on the dodo or something, which was a bit of a joke, a bit <laughs> funny. But there we go. And and then I tried again a, a couple of years later with an agent, um, and he had it. He took it to a publisher in 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 Paris called Flammarion, which was a really good pu publisher. But they were doing sort of large art and travel books, and I didn't really see it as that. But you know. Okay one can't be too picky and in fact they were very keen to do it <clears throat> and then the editorial director who was sort of championing it uh she left and everything changed yeah and so i put i got very busy and i put it aside and um and then in about 2017 i think it was um a friend, a guy I knew in India was over here, um, and he runs. He, he's the guy who ultimately published it. <clears throat> yeah, um, he runs a foundation in Varanasi, and he. We, I met him at um, 
at a memorial for the photographer who I, I'm in fact dedicated the book to the, the book to, um, an amazing woman called Robin Beach, um, who I um, met here, I met in, in, in London. Um, she was a very innovative fashion photographer <clears throat> in the sort of 70s and 80s. <clears throat> and she moved, but then she moved to India to, um, to, to live in an ashram. And in fact, she converted to being a Hindu and did some amazing work in India. And I traveled with her and photographed with her along with the son of the ashram, um, a guy called Raju. And we used to go together, particularly in, the, in those years, in those photographs of Holi, we went, we traveled around together. Yeah. Photo, um, photographing. And, um, and, I, and that, in 2017, I met Navneet again, not having seen him for, for years at this memorial. And he said, um, you know, what, what's, whatever happened to all the, that work you were doing in India? And I said, well, it's kind of ready to go. <clears throat> and he said, well, let's publish it. Right. And so we we have. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. 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 Sorry, yeah, it's, it's, I was just going to say that the, I've, I, what is in India's one place that I've, I've not been to somewhere that I've always really, it's always had a fascination with me about, about going and, to be honest, it's looking through your work, and I was looking through it again this morning before before jumping on to to speak to you about it, and it kind of really exemplifies my 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 vision and my view of what in of what the of what the country is like, and some of the the colours in particular that you you've captured. So I think I think the book is absolutely beautifully printed in terms of some of the beautiful muted colours, but then just the splashes of vibrant colour that. I think everyone is so very much aware of in 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 the culture over there. Yeah, you certainly. I mean, that's not that's not actually hard to find. Yeah, that that particular um, uh, juxtaposition of colours, particularly, but particularly in you know where where you might be in somewhere like Rajasthan, where it's very very muted and, and yes. dusty and dry, and then all of a sudden these very bright primary colours yep. pop up in front of. I mean, obviously, what's difficult is trying to make um, that into into good pictures. Yeah, it, I, I mean, I, what I, and you know, what I wanted to do obviously was to have some sort of theme. Yeah. I, it's not a travel book; it's no. absolutely not a travel book, and I didn't want it to be a travel book. Um, but it's kind of difficult. I mean, what I, what 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 happened is I went. I first went in 1982 at the invitation of a friend who was working in the Westminster Cathedral bookshop. Um, and he was from Kerala. And um, he invited Helen, my wife and I, to his home in Kerala for Christmas one year. And we thought, why not? You know, we, we'd always wanted to go. And so we went there in 1982. And I took my four by five camera in a big metal case with a tripod in a tripod tube. I mean, it just looked completely ridiculous. <laughs> I looked like some bizarre colonial white hunter or something. I mean, it was just a joke. But it was kind of how I was used to working. Yeah. And so I just didn't think about it. And, um, you know, I, I mentioned to you in that, in that last talk we did, you know, one of the influences that I, that I had from a very early age in my, in my sort of career and in fact when I was still at college was Paul Strand and if you look at Paul Strand's portraits um you know that's that's what I was trying to emulate really um particularly things like his family and Lazara where you're getting you know you get a group of a family around arranged around a door a, a, a doorway an opening which is a, you know a very emotive thing in itself yes and and you can get almost get a whole history um, a whole story arranged in, in, a, in a single picture like that, if, if you do it correctly. And he did it, obviously, brilliantly. And so I, I went with the idea of doing something like that um, and also taking landscapes. Well, I mean, the landscape really, uh, it's, it's sort of hidden behind a mass of people. Yeah. It's, almost, it's almost impossible to see because wherever you stop in India, in the middle of nowhere, um, you know, up hot people from seemingly from nowhere and so that it was very difficult you know i would set my i would set my camera up with with something in mind and in no time at all i would be surrounded by people in front of the camera as well as around me um because you know they thought i was going to put on a show because they they you know i had a dark cloth over my head yeah and, and things like this and so 
it was something um, sort of new to them. But at the same time, they do have street photographers in India who use still use plate cameras. Right. Maybe not now, maybe, but then then they did. Yeah. So they kind of knew. They must have known vaguely what was going on. And uh, anyway, so I, I very quickly realized that what interested me were, were the people, not the landscape at all. Yeah. And so I came back from that trip with a, quite a few very nice portraits. And a couple of those are in the book, uh, wrongly dated as 1984, <laughs> instead of 1982. Uh, but that's by the by. And, and then I didn't go back until 1987. Because again, I got quite busy, and I was doing I was doing the landscape books here. Yeah, but I was thinking about um, how I wanted to uh, portray my sort of feelings that I that I picked up while I was over there, and, and and I'd seen a lot of things going on that I just simply didn't understand. Okay, um, and they were mostly to do with um, religious activities, and I don't mean religious activities in places of worship. I mean, in the streets, yeah. people were doing things in the streets. Um, and I thought, what the hell is going on there? You know, why are they doing that? You know, there would be a, there would be a, a I mean, one of the, one of the classic examples is on page, um, let me have a look here. It's, um, it's on page 20, on page 20. And it's in, it's in Jaisalmere. Oh, yeah. which is a stunning town. And, you know, I saw this mark. You know, you can see this red mark. It looks quite violent. Yes. It looks quite aggressive. But, and then there's this black hole above it. And inside that black hole, you can just see a tiny little clay, piece of clay, yep. which is a clay saucer that they put oil in. And they light it. And it's a votive, it's a votive street, shri street shrine. And... You know, everybody just as they pass, they just they just they just they just brush it. And sometimes they touch it and sometimes they don't. But they can't help but but do it. It's 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 almost um it's it's as it's as important to them as as breathing and eating. Yeah. And and I kind of saw a lot of those things going on, and obviously it makes you curious and so I, I started to position myself in places where these things were happening. And then also it, it went on from there, you know, going to festivals, going to temples, um, because that's actually, I realised, well, not realised, but I mean, it's been going on for th thousands of years that, you know, and, and Sarah Wheeler alludes to this in her in her essay, yeah. that, you know, we don't, religion in, in the West doesn't have the same connection with our everyday life as it does in somewhere like India. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and I guess I, that's what really hooked me. That's what really fascinated me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, in, as you say, it's the interaction between, between people and their everyday life and, and, their, and their beliefs. And I think to the, the way, the way, the way you capture it, it, it gives a bit of thought provoke, thought provoking for, for those of us who are maybe not, not not accustomed to to these everyday rituals that 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 people go through. That's right. I mean, you know, I'm an outs obviously I'm 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 completely an outside observer. You know, and 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 one of the one of the criticisms you might that that, that someone like me might get um, from doing a book like this is, you know, why why what why why, do, why are you going to India taking pictures? You know, why aren't you taking pictures in another country? I don't personally. I don't get that. That argument it doesn't really ring true with me yeah. um it's all it's all about the photography and what you as an artist i mean i'm i'm looking at things in a way that <clears throat> um i would say indian people can't look at in the same way because they're too much involved in it yes and so i'm looking at it and i'm finding curious things where they would just find commonality yeah. and normality and of course, that's exactly what it is. But to me, it's absolutely fascinating yeah. and compelling. It's, it's com for me, it's compelling, and um, and I and I, and yeah, that's so. That's my sort of, I suppose, answer to that sort of that right. that, that, that someone might make that remark. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll read you this um, tiny little passage. Uh, what what I was doing in India as well. I wasn't interestingly, you know. 
I, I wasn't really influenced by other photographic books. Nope. They were, they, of course, when I first went there, there was no internet. Yeah. You had to find out where to go <laughs> by research in other ways, going to libraries, talking to people. Yeah. Um, and I, and so I started reading um, books that, that that people had written, and and um, the first one I took with me on that first trip was a book called um, An Indian Summer by James Cameron. And James Cameron had been going back and forth to India for twenty five years, and so he knew it really really well. He 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 recently married um, a third marriage, I think it was. He recently married an Indian woman, and he went back and he wrote. He came back and he wrote a book. And what he what he said, let me see if I can find it here. Cool. Okay. I had I had seen a collision. Oh no, hang on a second. Is that it? I've lost it. I've lost it. I don't know where it is. Anyway, what he talked about, what he talked about is, is, um, is, you know, every, every time you, you, you kind of go to India, it's such, if you like, it's such a foreign culture. Yeah. And I can remember feeling exactly the same thing as, as, as he did, you know, you're, the plane is coming into land and you think, oh my God, you know, what am I doing here? What, why have I come back here? <laughs> and then as soon as you get on the plane to leave, you want to stay. Yeah. It's a sort of, it sort of has these sort of hold over you. So this, it's a country that has a real strong hold over you. You either, you either want to never go back again or you never want to leave. And, and, it's, and it's this strange dichotomy um, that I think keeps it fresh all the time. Yeah, I, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I think we all probably feel that about certain places we visit. But I'm interested. After your first visit, when you went back, when you went back in '87, and your subsequent visits, how did how did your approach and how did your 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 feelings of being there to to make work differ as as you were kind of beginning to explore a particular theme or themes that you'd you'd kind of settled on. Well, the first thing I realized, obviously, was that I'd taken the wrong camera. Um, and so um, I realized I had to take roll film cameras, small yeah. handheld cameras, and <clears throat> which I had used, obviously, when I was a student. But I, I, I think I had an old Nikon, I'm not sure. But anyway, so I went, I went out and I bought a Leica M6 and I bought a Fuji 6.9 with a fixed lens, 65 millimeter, and the uh, Leica, I only bought a 35 millimeter. Right. And so what I ended up with was with two cameras, two lenses, and they had exactly the same or very, very near the same ratio as my four by five camera and the 120 lens that I preferred to use almost all the time. Yeah. And so I, I slipped into a, a completely different way of working, but with a with a with a with the same um, ratio of, of image um, that that I was used to. Yeah. Um, and so yes, I went back in 1987 with those two cameras. None of the pictures I took on that 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 trip are in the book, and I guess it. I guess the reason why is I still hadn't. Um, finally focused on 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 exactly what i was doing and also i had two cameras that i wasn't used to using yeah and it took me a little while to get to get into a comfort zone um and to find so i took lots of photographs and quite a lot of them are good i mean they're, they're not bad at all but they they don't really have the same um compositional elements that were that, that that I needed to fit into the rest of the narrative that the book now is yes um and I think at one stage there at that at those early very early stages when I was thinking of doing the books hmm. in the book um I did have quite a few pictures from that from that year in the book but I, when I, I realized later on that to make to really tighten up the narrative and and and, and the flow and the pace those pictures just did not fit. 
Yeah. So I took uh, that. This is why this is why I said in the first place that I think the book is better now than it would have been if I published it a lot earlier. Yeah. And yeah, and then I went back in in eighty nine. I went back in ninety twice, in ninety one twice, in ninety two twice, and a couple of times later after that. And then I and then I, there was another long gap, and I went back in two thousand and one to go to um, the Mahakumela, which is a huge, huge festival in Allahabad that happens every, is it 12 years, I think? It, it, the the, the, the Kummela happens in every three years in four different places. Right. And um, this is this was a really, really big one. The date was extremely auspicious. And so, I, again, I met the people that I, that I knew um, who were running the ashram where Robin was staying. And we stayed in, in, the, in a camp, a tented camp, in in um just outside Al Al on the river that the army sets up, and um we stayed there for, I think for three weeks, and um I think over that period, about fifty to sixty million people come and go. Yeah. So it's a lot of people, and on any on on the auspicious days, there's about ten million people there, which kind of, and from nowhere, this is this is this this is they're living literally in a tented city. Yeah. And you can imagine the sanitation problems and everything, but it's absolutely brilliant and run extremely well. Um, obviously, everyone has the right attitude. They've come there. They've come there because it's a pilgrimage for them. Absolutely. And so they're in a they're in a they're in a, almost a heightened state of um, of um, belief, I guess you could say. It's it's a difficult. It's, it's again because I'm not I'm not a religious person um it's hard to know exactly how people feel but they're they are unbelievably happy and friendly when they i mean they are any, anyway generally the indian people are very very friendly but when they're in some when they're somewhere like this the the the, the joy on um the general joy of, of the place was just phenomenal yeah <clears throat> and it made for a fantastic experience yeah so yeah, yeah went yeah carry on sorry no, so it, 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 you know the the, the sort of focus, <clears throat> um, the subject matter focus, was from you know individual little count um, encounters in streets um, to huge great festivals. Yeah, and did you find that you had a, a good interaction? Were you interacting with the, the people you were photographing, or or how how did you do it, or was was it just really kind of on, on the move, on the on the hop sort of thing? No, well, what I would generally do, uh, I mean, if I saw if I saw somebody that I wanted to actually do a portrait of, and there are portraits in the photograph, yes. then I would interact with them and yeah. I would ask them. Yeah. And um, sometimes people wanted paying, which I didn't, which I didn't do, yeah. Um, yeah. because I don't believe in that because I think it's the wrong reason for taking a for for, for making a photograph. Um, I I think if they want if they want money for something um then it's possibly not the right situation for me to make a photograph yeah <clears throat> and i'm not talking about, i'm not talking about people that i mean obviously they have much greater need than i do and sometimes i might give them something um but generally most people didn't ask and most people were very happy to have their photograph taken um there's not a huge number of portraits in the in the in the book but there are some yeah and so obviously i would place them in in a in a in, in a situation where it suited them, and and I didn't want obviously I didn't want any smiles or etc cetera, etc. Cetera. It just doesn't work, you know. You want want a serious um, interaction between you you and your subject. Yeah. And then, but most of the photographs were made with me finding a situation in in the streets or somewhere that I thought would be. Um, you know, would 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 be a good place for interactions and juxtapositions of things happening, um, and so I would place myself there, and it would then take me <clears throat> about fifteen or twenty minutes for everybody around me not to notice me. Yeah, and I would keep everything. I wouldn't have my camera in my hand. I would have, and you know, I'd have it in a shoulder bag, and I was slowly bring out a camera and then maybe someone would say something and but they soon got on with their, their, their everyday life their, their business their work and that allowed me then to 
stay in one position where I thought something would, ha um, you know, really rewarding would, would happen. And it, and, some, and often it did. Sometimes it didn't and you just, you just walked away. Yeah. And I mean, for example, you know, the, there's a, a, a good example of that, the description is the image on page 28 with a man <clears throat> leaning against the wall on his on his bicycle it's another instance where this is a, this is um the, the the god in that's painted orange that you can't see the head of <clears throat> is actually hanuman and he's it's the monkey god and he's a very very popular god um, along with um, Ganesh, the elephant god, they're, they're both very popular. And he's standing on the shoulder of a devil who he's having a fight with. And, <clears throat> excuse me, there's, there, it was an incredibly busy corner. Yeah. Bicycles coming, donkeys going by with, I mean, the, the thing on the, the, the mark, the brown mark on the, on the left is actually a donkey cart going by. Bicycles going and and all, and so what what I'm you know what I'm trying to and, and all and I'm watching and I'm watching and guys are coming by and they're either brushing the wall with their hand or, or or whatever and then this this man came along and he he stopped his bicycle and leant his forehead on the foot of Hanuman which is a very um, it's a sign of of reverence right to do that to do that to someone to 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 put your to either touch touch their foot or put your head, put your forehead on, on their foot. And um, that, in fact, that area of the painting is completely almost black with oil from people's heads and people's hands touching it. And so, and then, you know, I've got these other two bike, um, cyclists going by and it, and it kind of makes for a really, a, a really good picture in my, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, I was doing things like that a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I love the expression on the face of the guy in the bottom right-hand corner, who's who's just whose eyes are just looking. They look as though they're looking straight towards you. Well, he is. He's looking yeah. at me, but he's still he's he's making sure he doesn't hit me. Yes. Yeah. Things like that. And then if you look at the photograph on the right-hand side, you know this is this is at a, at a, at a Kumela. So that's on page twenty-nine. This is at a Kumela, and everyone is on. They're on the steps of the river. They're all getting their their bath done. They're changing yeah. their clothes. They're wet. They're reading. That this guy is this old guy is reading. Uh, you know the the um the Bhagavad Gita. Um, the, the one this man is rushing through. He's wet. There's a young girl who's just been in 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 the river. She's wet. But and 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 you know this is this melee of people. And yeah. and then you've got this man on the right hand side. You know with his sacred thread over his shoulder. Just quiet, quietly reading the you know the Bhagavad Gita, and everyone is just a complete melee around him. Yeah. And I love the fact that this girl is looking straight at me. Yeah. And you'll notice in some of the, in in quite a lot of the pictures, there is somebody that is pulling the viewer in, like the man you said with the bicycle on the on the bicycle on the left hand side, the the, the little girl there, you know, and then on on you know there there are many other pictures. The the, the photograph on page twenty one. Of the woman with the um, the pink veil. She, again, it's all they've all just come out of the the the, the river at a kumela. They're drying their clothes, and he's turned around and he's he's drawing he's drawing the viewer in, yeah. and it's a sort of I don't know. It's 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 um it's an invitation really to go into the picture. Yeah, it's it's, it's you know I've always I mean my my. One, one, one of my whole um, ideas about looking at photographs is to be able to enter into them. Yeah. Um, not just not just emotionally and mentally, but almost physically, you know, to sort of step... I mean, I, I, I'm used to doing this. I, I've done this all my life. I did this when I was a kid in school. I used to go to the library, and this is kind of how I learned about how pictures were made. And... I can literally step over the threshold of a picture, and that is the bottom, the bottom frame edge, and I can actually wander about in there, and I can go to the right and look at the left, and I can almost stand back and look, and look at myself. I mean, all right, I was there taking the photograph, so I can do that. Yeah. But that's, 
and I, but and so I think when someone is looking at you like that, it's 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 an invitation to draw you in and to for you to I don't know feel comfortable within it. Yeah, no, it's, I told- it's, it's all open to complete interpretation, inter- interpretation, and I'm probably talking a lot of bollocks as far as a lot of people are concerned. It doesn't really matter. It's everyone else's individual interpretation. Yeah, I. The, but the, that's that's how that's how I feel when I'm looking at pictures. Yeah, it's that. And that's what that. Sorry, sorry, you mean, yeah. Yeah, your your the the images on pages fifty and fifty one. I think are wonderful. And again, it, it talks about on the left image, the guy who's just in the back through the archways looking straight, is looking straight at exactly. you as well. And, and the guy on the right hand side who's in the in the top right hand corner, everyone else is running about their business apart from that one guy who again is just focused straight on you. And it, it just it, as you yeah. say, it just invites you straight through into into their world, into that into that environment. And you're right, everything's everything's open so much to interpretation what one person sees and what one person connects with in an image is so very different from what the next person and the person after that does but that's the wonderful thing about it well i hope so i mean you know the thing is i, I, I none of these photographs are solutions none they're, they're not yeah. answers they're questions and that's how i that's how i like my work to be I mean, it's the same with my landscape work they're they're, they're not they're not resolutions at all yeah they're they're smudges as I go along, you know. And so, yeah. And and I, and I love the way that the book moves very much from a lot of the street into some of the festivals as well, which plays such a big important role in 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 the culture. I, as you say, when you've got sixty million people in a attending a festival over the space of two or three weeks, if you think about it, relative to the UK, that's basically the entire UK population going to a festival. And going to one location over the over the over a three week period of time, and and it just it shows the importance of that to to their personal lives. That I, when you talk about so so correctly, you unless you live that environment and that world, you can't fully appreciate the importance of it. So you see things that, as you say, they see as just being total normality, and we see as being something that's so very different. But yet, so appealing yeah. and 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 so interesting. That's that's the that's the key part. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, other religions have the same thing. I mean, they have the Hajj in in Saudi Arabia, where again you get literally millions and millions yeah. of people going to see the Kabbalah. You know, and so um, yeah, you know, it's, it, it is those kind of religions and habit. And um, yeah, and then I, you know, I would I, again, I would see, I would see things, um. There's a fo- there's a photograph on uh, page. Where is it now? It's on page seventeen, and it's a man, you know, casting a pitcher of of water to a calf that's tethered. He's actually tethered in a tiny, tiny little shrine. Inside that shrine, which you can't quite see because it's very dark. There is a yoni and a lingam, which is the two sexual um, symbols in in Hinduism. And on the right hand side, again, you have Hanuman um, attacking a devil. Yeah. And I was standing there looking at this juxtaposition of these two things. What looked like a really violent uh, thing going on with his statue, yeah. which I knew what it was, and and then and then this very very delicate calf tethered inside this shrine and I was and I and I and I and I made a photograph but but it was nothing it didn't really mean anything and and then almost at the same time this young man walked in front of me and tossed this picture of water for the calf and I thought my god that is the most astonishing thing and I the way he did it I I thought I bet that guy does that every single morning and so I looked at my watch because, of course, I missed it. I wasn't, I, I wasn't yeah. ready for it. I didn't know it was going to happen. <clears throat> so I looked at my watch, and and it was, I think, it was about eight fifteen or something in the morning. And I came down the next morning at about quarter to eight, half an hour early, and I I went to the spot, 
I thought, well, he, I knew where he'd come from. So I walked down the, it's on the, this is behind me is the, is the, is the gats, huge, huge steps that go down to the river okay. where everyone in, this is Varanasi, where everyone in Varanasi goes, well, not everybody, but a lot of people go for their morning um, ablutions. They pray, they do their, they clean themselves. So I went along, I walked along the riverbank about a hundred yards. He was there, same guy, same clothes, although they were piled up on the, on the step side and he had just had his loincloth on. He was clean, um, bathing himself. And so, yeah, I thought he's going to do the same thing. So I went back and, you know, I, I thought, what do I do? And I, so I positioned myself kind of where I thought he would be, having seen it done once before, the day before. And I knew I would only get one opportunity, yeah. literally one frame. And I decided, for some bizarre reason, to use my larger clunkier six by nine fuji camera because i wanted to i, I really wanted to, to it to be a good quality photograph although leica obviously is extremely good in itself the thing about these two two cameras is they're both rangefinder cameras and so you're not looking directly through the lens yeah. you're looking through a rangefinder on the on the on the left hand side of the camera with your right eye and your left eye is free and this this happened to me quite a lot in India, by the way. And so I I I I, I positioned myself where I thought it, this thing might happen again. And he came along, and I had my back away from this so that he wouldn't believe I was doing anything. And I had my six by nine in the camera, and and also I use the six by nine with the cable release because the the shutter is very very stiff. Right. Okay. And it often shakes the camera when you when you when you when you expose a frame. So I use it with a cable release, which makes it even more difficult. And anyway, he he walked as he walked past me. I turned around, put the camera up to my eye, and released the shutter. And that's what I got, which is kind of couldn't I don't know I couldn't I I I decided like it couldn't be improved. Yeah. Now that's you know what but but the thing is that's a film camera. Yeah. It's not a digital camera, but I was so sure that I got what I wanted that I thought, hmm, shall I come back tomorrow morning? You know, because he's going to do the same thing again every day. And I just thought, no, I don't think I need to. You know. So anyway, that was it's a, it's a lot of luck. Obviously, there's a lot of luck there. So yeah, um, serendipity, you know, plays a plays a big part in any of the, in any of this work. I, I, absolutely but as you say it's like it, it goes back to it's it's the the rituals and that will be that man's ritual every every day he will he will he will do the same thing and 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 and, and the connection he's got um the the I, I, as i said earlier on i i love the i love some of the the vibrant colors which you can associate it and i think that the image the images on on page 35 and 36 it's th 35 it's it's wonderful just to see the vibrancy of the color, and then when you flip over the page, you feel as though you've just been totally engulfed, and you're you're now really stepping over the threshold. Whilst it's probably possibly not from the same location, just with the feel oh, of it the is. color, it's exactly it's, the same place. Yeah, it just the same feels, place. Yeah, it feels absolutely uh, uh, wonderful. Well, the photograph in thirty in thirty six on thirty six, yep, is taken right in the middle of that. Of what's going on in thirty-five. Five. Yeah. I took that from the top of the courtyard of that temple on thirty-five, and then uh, and then once I felt I'd Got done it. quite a lot of photographs up there, I went down um, into the left-hand point where there's oh, yeah. not so much powder, and yeah. and and eased my way in there, and um and started making photographs like the one on the next page. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, lo lo lovely shots, lovely atmosphere, and again, you can still see the expressions and and people's people's love and people's passion, and I think it just gives gives a wonderful context to 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 the theme of of the book. Yeah, well, I hope so. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a strange thing, isn't it? But you know, when you're known for supposedly known for one thing, which you could say, you know, I'm known for landscape, um, and then you do something. That's so completely different. Yeah. Um. In 
in in most people's eyes, it's it, it can be a little bit confusing. To me, it's not that different. Yeah. I know that might be a might sound a weird thing to say, but you know, the for example, if you compare my the, the two the two books, the landscape and this science of devotion, one is a book of landscape, topographical landscape, yeah, and this is a book of the human landscape, yeah, and that's kind of how I look at it, really. Um, but the you know the the main thing is that the emotional side is is still the same it's me reacting in an emotional way to what's in front of me yeah it just happened to be a different subject matter yeah i don't have i don't have a problem with that but i know some people might think what the hell is he doing <laughs> well that's good i mean I, I i don't see any reason why people shouldn't feel shaken up a bit no absolutely, um, absolutely. I, I yeah so I couldn't agree more. And I'm interested because obviously a lot of the work, as you said, there were some images from 87 that initially would have been in the sequence. And then maybe once you, once you started firming up on the themes, et cetera, they, they didn't quite fit in. So I, how how did you, how did you tackle your, the, the curation and sequence and all of it? Because it's, you obviously shot it over quite a long period of time, at which point your maybe thoughts and that and your your approach and your theme has has kind of changed in terms of what you want to represent from the work. Yes, it has. I mean, the 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 reason that that most of those photographs in nineteen eighty seven didn't make it into the book was that they just didn't fit into the subject matter. Yeah, they were beautiful pictures of India. Yeah, but they were pictures of another book. Yes, which which won't which um you know won't ever happen. Um, I don't intend to do another book of the same from the of the, of the same yeah. place. There's there, there'd be no reason to do it. Um, so they yeah, it, it, I realised that everything had to really really fit into, um, you know the the whole idea of being a book about ritual and devotion. And if it was just a, 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 a photograph of some farmers doing their thing, uh, or camels with with, I mean, I took a I, I took a photograph of some camels pulling a load of a huge great pile of camel bones a lot across the desert. I mean, it's a wonderful image, yep. but it doesn't really say anything for the subject matter of this book. Yeah, and so I had to be really really strict with myself. And all right, some of the photographs appear to be nothing to do with devotion but i can assure you they are and that's that's what i'm trying to show that there are these incidental little things and it, and it, and it make, makes you ask questions like you know what's going on there why why is why why is that picture included yeah well that, that that's yeah. it and it, it, it make a it gives something from for the viewer to to think about and to and to question and to question, I hope so. I hope so. to question their understanding as well which which i always think is a wonderful a wonderful way and the way a book should really be um as you say, it kind of push, so. push, pushes someone to think that wee bit more, because as you say, everything has got its place in the book. Everything is in the book because it fits the it fits the theme, it fits the narrative around around your work. And yeah, so, yeah, 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 sure. And in, and in terms of the in terms of the print quality, I I I, I have to think the print quality I think is is superb. It's, it but, is it is really really good. I mean I yeah. you know there was a, there was a, a decision as, as to whether I do it in the UK or whether I do it in India. Yeah. And I had a couple of Zoom meetings with um with a, with a young Indian designer who did the book who uh, <laughs> called Talika Patel and with Navneet the, the publisher and they were both in Varanasi and I was here. And we were talking about it and talking about the printing and everything. And there was just something, I don't know, there was just, there was something about their demeanor during during a couple of meetings. And I said, I just said to them, I said, oh, you're not you're not happy about me getting this book printed in in, in UK, are you? And they said, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's quite unusual. It's quite unusual for, for Indian people to be so so sort of sure about something. I mean, they're sure, but they but there's but they're very they 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 don't they kind of don't say what they feel sometimes, right? And I said, okay, so um, what do you think? And he said, they said it's we, you should you should have it printed in India. And I said, well, great, but where? I don't know anything about Indian printing, and and Navneet, of course, did hadn't told me. Um, and said, no, we have the best printers here. Absolutely fantastic printers. 
and I got a quote from both both places, and um, they were fairly competitive. And I thought he's absolutely right. It's a book about India. The publisher's Indian. The designer's Indian. The pictures are about India. Light I speed. should be I should be printing it in India. And so I went out in September, in um, late August, early September, to Hyderabad, and yeah, they they've done a brilliant job, and they and they, they you know this paper that they that they that they, oh. cho- that they showed me was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, a real high quality FSC art paper. Yeah. So yeah. I was I was absolutely thrilled, and the, the, my match prints, I mean, they were almost identical, almost identical. And um, I was there at printing, obviously, and they would bring out every about every 50 sheets, and this is fast, every 50 sheets they would whip out a sheet and put it on the desk and run the run the, um, the, the calibrator over it. I mean, they were so, so efficient. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was extremely impressed. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I'm very, very happy. I, I, as you say, the, the paper the paper choice is really nice, and, and for me, with the, with the, the tones of the work... It just works. It, it works so well, and it's got such is a love. There's a lovely feel to it as well, and a, a nice. It's got a, really good tooth, you know. When you t- when you put it between your fingers, it's got fantastic tooth. That yeah. paper, it's really, really beautiful, yeah. and, and and it makes a good sound when you turn the pages. <clears throat> and my landscape book did the same thing, um, and that's a completely different paper, but equally good quality. Yeah, and yeah, that kind of quality paper doesn't come cheap. You know, you pay for it, but. What's the point of doing a book <clears throat> if you're then going to print it on on shit paper? It's just no point. Yeah, I I, so, I would yeah. I would agree. And and I, I as with the landscape as well, I, I love the little contact sheets at the back as well. Um, and yeah, it's just it's lovely to see just the, the it's lovely to see the just the variety of images and subject matters through throughout. Um, and then also your diaries at the back. Yeah, I thought I'd just slip that in, you know. I don't know why. I just thought <clears throat> I know people like them. Yeah. And I thought it was a I thought be, because um they were very important to me when I was working there and well they, they they are anyway, but I just thought um yeah, why not just slip a few in, you know. Yeah, the, the it's nice. It's it's a it's a lo- <clears throat> it's a lovely touch just to kind of finish it off and it kind of give it given the duration of your travels there yes it's not a it's most definitely not a, a travel book but it's lovely just to see yeah a, a couple of extracts e- extracts from your from your personal kind of like notes and feedback yeah, from, yeah, from, yeah. from what from what your personal experiences were which will obviously differ from everyone else's personal experiences of india if yeah. if, they, if they've had the pleasure of going yeah good but no, it's, no, so I mean the book. So, like I said, the books that that, that sort of, if you know, if you like, influenced me while I was working weren't weren't photographic books. They were books, yeah, um, that were written, yeah, um, that that gave a sense of mood and 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 atmosphere, and really got you into being there, uh, yeah. without any visual reference. Yes, although of course, but of course, written books are very visual themselves. So if you, I mean, I, you know, if you want me to to send you a list of books that. I was influenced by it, and I will I will send you those books. But I mean, I was also obviously, you know, the the, the if you like the photographers that 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 were important to me while I was making that, that this book was again was Paul Strand. I mean, I can't get away from it. He just a huge influence. Yeah, and then you know someone like Cartier Bresson. He was he's the arch guy who was doing street photography almost before anybody else. Yeah, and that's kind of what this is really. It's street photography. It's documentary street photography. Yeah, I'm... and there's a <clears throat> there's another guy I came across. Um, I'm not quite sure when I came across him, but he's an American. He's an American. He died quite a long time ago. He died of AIDS, and it's a guy called William Gedney, and he was making photographs in this. He went. To, he lived for a. He lived for a year in Varanasi in '69 and '71. And he made some fantastic photographs, all in black and white. But I, I, I came across those quite a long time after. And then, and then another guy that I would mention would be Raghavia Singh. I mean, his photographic photographic books are really, really good as well. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> and and the aces as well. I think the aces are lovely. Um, r- <laughs> really... Yeah, and no, I was very pleased with the essays. I mean, that's it's very interesting. 
Um, I'm, I'm, the, the sort of essay that Sarah Wheeler um, wrote is is great because it's kind of tying a circle with for me with 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 her because she's actually writing the biography, the official biography of Jan Morris at the moment, right? <clears throat> and of course, I did all those books with Jan Morris, the first books I did, and yeah. so now this book, you know, she's written an essay for it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, nice, it's a nice good little tie in there. Yeah, no, I I think they're really nice, and they really, they really set the scene for 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 the bo- for the body of work that, that that subsequently follows as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a lovely book. Really, really, really pleased to be able to see it, um, and to be able, and to be able to and to enjoy it as well. And I just wonder what say uh, what are your plans next? Where's the any any future books in or any future? Well, yeah, ideas? I mean, there's a, there's a couple of things that I'm certainly thinking about. And uh, things that I'm thinking about, I never talk about. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but um, the kind of energy dissipates, really, if you do that. I mean, you don't yes. want to comment on, people on, on something that you're not yes. really sure about yourself. Yes. But, yeah, there are a couple of things, two things particularly. Again, completely different Good. to anything yeah. I've done. Um, and, yeah, for sure, I will, I, I'm still taking landscapes. Yes. I'm still making landscapes, photographs. But... No, I don't think I'm not. I doubt whether I'll do another landscape book, but who knows? I might. Yeah, I might. But yeah. there would have to be a good reason for me to do. There's got to be a good reason for me to do something. Yes, but so, I, 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 absolutely. But the thing is, as you say, if you if you if you keep if you if you're doing something that you've maybe not necessarily or not necessarily done before, then it's always nice to keep things fresh and and just to push yourself and to push oneself in in different directions or new ideas. Yeah. Or, looking at something different and you've no idea where they in, influence you future in, in, in some future project or, or f- future work at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but on, on, on that note, Paul, all, all it leaves me to say is to say, thank you. Thank you very much. Again, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you about your, about your work. I thoroughly enjoyed it just as much as I did a, uh, when we talked about the landscape as well, um, and I thoroughly much enjoy your, I thoroughly enjoy the book as much as 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 the other book, which is probably one of the largest visible books on my bookshelf. <laughs> uh, so 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 it is it is pleasing to know for anyone who's maybe interested, this book it's does, th- this book does fit on more bookshelves than uh, than the lands <laughs> than the landscape does. Um, but uh, equally deserving of a place on 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 the book on the bookcase because uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a really nice body of work. And again, Paul, it's always a pleasure to chat to you. And thank you very much for your time. Well, thank you, Ian. Thank you. Thanks a lot.